Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 238, Welcoming Water Rises, part three, Q&A. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Welcoming What Arises. In this third of the three classes, we just talk a lot. So we do a lot. I do a lot of Q&A. A lot of people share their experiences. Um, I share some amazing questions that were sent to me. And we really just take this whole thing a little deeper and kind of help it settle in. So as you know, in the first class, I just gave a lot of content. Um, In the second class, we experimented with this a little bit more, leaning in and what it looks and feels like. And now we're just taking the whole thing deeper, continuing to experiment, looking at some of the obstacles and the questions and the concerns that come up as we're leaning into this and and hearing some really great stories. Again, I, I absolutely loved this group and how interactive they were and how they really seemed to be taking this to heart and experimenting with it and then coming back and sharing their experiences. And what many of them shared is exactly how how I've seen it go as well. Like, wow, I leaned into what was showing up and it wasn't what I thought. And that's the whole point of this. It's not what you think. It's not what your mind tells you it is. So in this third class, I also talked about sort of going right into the stuff that we're most afraid of. Now, you might not feel ready for that and that's perfectly okay. And you might experiment with it and still not feel ready and you just back right out. That's why I call this leaning in. You can lean in and you can lean right back out if that doesn't work for you. There's no right or wrong way. But there's something incredibly powerful in 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 noticing those worries and insecurities and concerns and the things that truly weigh on us in the background and bringing them to the surface and really exploring them, really feeling them, the things you least want to be true. What if you can just look right at it and lean into it even just a little bit? It's like Mario powered up by the mushroom a billion times over. I mean, it is the most powerful thing. And I think I mentioned in the in this part three, or maybe it was in part two, that it's a little bit like, you know how you have something weighing on you, like you need to finish your taxes or make that appointment or whatever. And you're going about your life. It's not a huge deal. But every once in a while, when your mind gets quiet, it'll pop up and it's kind of like, yeah, that's there. And just the feeling of having it done, you know, it's like that, but times infinity. I mean, it's like, because this stuff does weigh on us, thoughts and beliefs and and these old feelings we're carrying around, they do weigh on us. This is why we feel low energy and why we have chronic health issues and habits because this stuff is there weighing on us. So when it comes to light and we can speak it and we can feel it, it is, it's the biggest rush there is. So I touch on that a little bit um, in this class as well. So I really hope you've gotten a lot from this class. I I love it more than anything I've done in a while. I think, again, I know I've said this a lot. I can't think of anything more important and helpful um, for human beings. So I hope you found the same. All right. Thank you guys so much for being back. 
Um, I hope you're getting a lot from this. I, I, I just get so like antsy for the next class because I feel like like we're almost there. I just want it. And not, not that there's a there or a place we're going to get or any of that, but um, it really, really feels to me like what we're touching on is really big. And I see, I see it land. And then, it, and then I know this is how, what minds do, right? Minds come in then and sort of explain it or way or find some exception. I just, that's just for sure how it works. And I, and I've received so many questions um, each night after each class and um, on our in our graduate community for the Little School Big Change on the forum there, are people talking about it. So so I can kind of get a sense of what's landing and then what questions there are. So anyway, I'm just grateful that you're back um, and that we've had this this length of time together. Um, and I want to go a little deeper today. So I'm going to spend more time with you guys today and I want to walk through some more of this and look at how look at how this looks maybe when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to feeling an urge for a habit, whatever you feel up against. Um, but before we do that, and I'll also ask for a couple insights from the last few days, um, but I just want to share a few things that, that have been on my mind. Um, so what we're talking about here, like what, what this whole thing is about, is that anything, what if, what if anything that is arising, anything, happy, sad, painful, easy, all of it, thoughts, feelings, all of it, anything that's arising is there to be seen and felt. Now, I'm not saying it's there with a message for you and it has a reason and it, it, I'm not even going that far. Okay, it's really, really simple. This is all life. Include this boundary that feels like it's your body and then life is out there. That is made up. That is a thought. There is no, there are no real boundaries of anything. This is all life. It's all energy. And it is all arising the only way it ever, ever can, which is just the way it is, right? It takes a mind to tell a story that things should be some other way. It is only ever arising exactly as it is, perfect in that sense, exactly as it is, to be seen and felt. And, and see, our mind won't let us do that. Our mind wants to say, no, I want to I vet it first. I want to know how's this one feel and why should I why should I see this and and what if I don't actually have to feel that and you know there's all this vetting going on by the mind all this protecting all this protecting our mind's amazing it's so smart such an advanced machine and it's just constantly trying to protect us from feeling so all that vetting and door slamming and pushing away and all of that is happening but even that is arising to be seen and felt all of it. And if we can, you know, you don't, again, you don't have to believe that you don't have to trust it, but I would, I, this is what I've seen change for so many people. And I think it's the deepest change there is when I'm training my change coaches, like this is where we are looking. If people cannot be afraid of what's arising, 
in any circumstance, any situation, if we can just be with what is right here, right now, everything opens up. When we are not pushing and saying no, I mean, there are no words to describe. I know I've described it horribly, but that's because there's just no good words to describe what can open up and how freeing life is no matter what is happening when when we're when we're saying okay come on in bring it on i can i can be in this before the mind saying i like it i don't like it it's right it's wrong and all of that which your mind will always do when we just get to notice that too that just gets to be that funny that funny little judge up in your head rather than the enemy that's ruining your life it's just a mind it's just doing what it does so, so I want you to keep leaning into that as kind of the whole point here, that, that what if everything that's arising is perfectly designed for you? Now, again, tell your minds, we don't have to figure out why, we don't need to know all the, all the meaning, but just what if it's all just is as it is to be seen and felt, not to be pushed away? It really starts to simplify. So when we're talking about leaning in, what I'm not talking about is um, acceptance. And I love Tanya's share at the very end of yesterday. And if you had to drop off early, um, not early, but if you dropped off at the top of the hour on either of the days, listen back if you get a chance because some great stuff happened. It went quite a bit over on both days and some really great stuff happened. Um, so at the, toward the end of yesterday, I think it was the last, one of the last questions yesterday, Um, Tanya was sharing how she, around her body, how she's seen her mind will say, I hate my thighs or I hate my body or whatever. And she's kind of, kind of gotten into the habit of saying, and that's okay. Beautiful. Now she's, it's, it's not that she has to accept her body. See, it's, it's a thought, whether we accept our body or hate our body, they're they're both just thoughts. It doesn't matter. We don't need to try to force them or change them. But when we can be in a place where we're like, oh, look at that. I hate my body thought just arose. Okay. Do you see how different that is from trying to get ourselves to love our body, <laughs> which is which is trying to manufacture and pull in and then somehow believe a ton of extra thoughts and beliefs? Like that just is so much weight on us to try to get ourselves to think and believe something or accept something. We don't have to accept. Non-acceptance is fine. There's nothing wrong with that all kinds of stuff in life that none of us accept, but we can still feel it. We can still lean into it. We can just lean into the non-acceptance of it. So it isn't about acceptance. It isn't about coming to terms with or loving or appreciating or any of that necessarily. It's before the agenda, before the judgment. When agenda and judgment arise, you you just lean into that too. Okay, here's agenda. Here's judgment. So there were um, a couple questions in particular that I got that I saw today um, that I just briefly wanted to talk through because I think they're both excellent in terms of being exactly what tends to be on people's minds. I just think they'll be really helpful. Um, And they're kind of, they're very similar. So I'm just going to read this a little bit and um, I'm going to make it a little cryptic just to to protect identities and, and leave some of the details out. But One of the questions says, I feel it's true that my brain says no and avoids situations because it doesn't like to go into a feeling, right? I feel that maybe I do have the courage to say yes more often and be more curious. 
But when I do that, the brain starts telling stories about why am I feeling this way? So for example, if I'm sad and my brain is, my brain starts telling me, and I, so she's saying, if I feel sad and I lean into that sadness, my brain starts saying, oh, it's because you're a loser. You have no friends. You should have done this differently in your life. This relationship's horrible. And she says, I understand that I'm not going to find peace by going with these stories. But when I'm curious and I'm leaning in, they come fast and furious and they totally do. So she says, I think that's why I say no. And, and, Absolutely. Isn't that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can all relate to that so much. That's exactly what happens. That's why when there's a little discomfort, rather than listening, you know, listening to any of those horrible stories, we just go grab something to buy or eat or drink or distract with. That, that is the easier way out in that moment. And that's why we all have so many habits that are running rampant because, because of this question that she's 100% right. But here's the thing, when, when we can feel that little bit of discomfort and lean in and then the stories start coming, we get to just lean into the stories too. What our mind says is not the truth. I mean, oh my God, if that wouldn't completely change the world, if we started to know that even 1% more than we know it now. And you all that would be on a call like this, especially on day three, you know that. You know that what your mind says is not the truth. You know, we know that this is talking and it's subjective and it's changing its mind all the time and, it, and everybody has different stories. It, there is no objective truth in that, but there is a lot of depth at, with, at which we can see that. When we really, really, you know, more and more come to see, oh, that's just a mind doing what it does. Then you just lean into the feeling. Then you just lean into the stories too. You see what I mean? Then there's nothing to stop against. My mind tells those exact same stories. I know everyone's does. Like there is no point you reach where your mind stops doing that. I don't think. I certainly have not reached it. And, and you know, even if it does, it's like there's going to be stuff coming from mine that you might not like forever, I'm pretty sure. But so what? You see the freedom in like, okay, yeah, there's that old story again. I'm a loser and I should have done this differently in life. When you really see that as just one of your mind's stories, there's nothing in that that hooks you. There is complete freedom even in what is arising. That's what we're going for. So we're looking at, we're talking a little bit more, I think, here about feelings and we're talking about how feelings are safe and these sensations are safe, but you can't separate thought and feeling. And as you've all noted the whole way through, okay, I think I'm kind of okay with the physical sometimes, or I'm okay with the energy in my body, but it's the thoughts that get me, or sometimes it feels the other way around. They're one and the same. It's it's just a different aspect of the same thing. And we just want to keep seeing the energy is safe. The sensations and the feelings are safe and the thoughts are safe and they're not true. The stories are not true. Um, Then there is another one from a person who... um, her mind is really racing to try to make a decision and it involves keeping her children safe. And there's just a lot of thinking about it. So she says, um, I've tried leaning in and it's been helpful, but when it comes to looking at possible actions to take, my mind really spins. It wants more information, more research, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's like my mind is certain that there's only one route out of this, but then it puts up a roadblock and I'm stuck. 
And so again, you can kind of see the same thing in that. Like when there's this panic or this anxiety of like, oh no, things aren't okay. She's leaning into that a little bit. And then, but I love even just how it's written. But when it comes to looking at possible actions, then my mind's just spinning and I can't lean into that. Like I need to solve for that or that's different. And I just want us to get this feel for how nothing is different. Nothing is separate. Nothing is, is different from this. Thoughts and feelings and sensations and the physical stuff and whether it's your sinus problem that you feel or your gallbladder that you feel or a painful memory or a scary thought, all of that is human experience arising to be seen. And when we lean into it, it is not a scary monster anymore. But our mind has told us for so long, don't lean into that. So we stay out here pushing and then it feels like we're pushing a monster away. And as we dip our toe in and lean in, we say, oh, oh, I actually can feel this. I can actually can be bombarded with these stories and feel this shame and all of that. And it, it, it's just different. It just changes and it just... I don't want to put a lot of words around it because I don't want to set up a lot of expectations for how it goes or what happens. But oftentimes it just dissolves. I mean, sometimes it is amazing where you're like, that is what I've been eating over or drinking over or stressing over. You lean in and you feel it and you just let it in and you say it out loud even. And you, you know, you're just in it and, and then it just dissolves. And then you're like, wait a minute, where is it? I was sitting down to lean into this shame or lean into this guilt or lean into this regret. And I leaned in and I, and I said, come on in. And I swam around in it and then I couldn't find it. Where'd it go? That is very often how it goes. And sometimes not. This is not, again, leaning in is not about a way to make it over with, get it over with quickly. But that's a common side effect. <laughs> And when it isn't, that's okay too, because you're leaning in and saying, okay, come on, I'm checking you out. I'm just curious. I don't have judgment or agenda. I'm not trying to make a decision from this. I'm just curious. So for this person, she's trying to make a decision. But again, leaning in isn't a decision. It's not about what decision you make. It's about simply being with, it's so hard because a mind, our mind can't get this. Like I said on day one, our mind lives in the past or future. It does not know the present. And what we're talking about is so present, so intimate. It's just like now, now and now that your mind will never grasp this. So you just want to keep getting a feel for it. That's it. You just kind of get this feel for like, okay, yes, my mind is going to hate it and argue. And, and there's something that kind of just maybe resonates in this or feels right about just being with what's showing up. Maybe you can kind of start to see how this is the end, like a habit, for example, or an addiction or anxiety. They can't survive in this environment. How could they? I mean, anxiety, anxiety, really, like the kind of the definition of anxiety is a fear of fear. So when you stop fearing your fear, there's nothing pushing. It doesn't mean fear never shows up. It doesn't mean heart palpitations don't show up. Anything can show up. But when it's like, okay, here's what's, here's what's showing up and I'm leaning into that. You don't walk away from that saying, I have an anxiety problem. 
you just walk, you just in this leaning in and feeling what's there. Same with a habit. I mean, think about habits. There's a feeling that arises and then there's a reaching for something so that we cannot feel that feeling. That's not all happening consciously, but that's exactly what's happening with any habit, anytime. When it starts, as it's being maintained forever, that's what's going on is we don't want to feel something. So we just do something else instead. Well, (laughs) pretty obvious, right? Like when we're okay with feeling, where's the coping? Like it has no purpose. You're smoking or you're drinking or you're buying or whatever. It has no purpose. It doesn't even make sense. It has no payoff anymore when we aren't trying to push something down when we're leaning in. And now again, I'm not saying that you're going to lean in tonight and experiment with this and you're going to wake up tomorrow and your habit's going to be gone. Life is going to give you a lot of opportunities. Amazingly, thankfully, life gives us a ton of stuff to feel. And then we just keep feeling it. And we don't have to say, oh, well, I got to feel this stuff, but not over here. You know, you just keep feeling what's arising as if it's arising perfectly for you to see and feel because it is. Let me, um, let me go to a couple. Well, let's just open it up. You can share insights. I'd love to hear if there is anything big that anyone is seeing that they want to share. Um, but also questions and it can be a question or it can be a, um, you know, we can walk through kind of like we did a little bit yesterday, walk through a feeling that feels like it's not feelable, anything. Um, Helene. Yeah, uh, I have a question um, and I will try to formulate it. Um, I'm, uh, I've been back and forth from non-duality to uh, going into therapy and having the thought that things need to be healed, the inner child, I got, need to go into the unresolved memories and stories. And how is this? Uh, yeah, can you say something about that? The, um, yeah, I don't know if I get to, to say like, it. Yeah, like are you asking if you have to do those things? or if- Yeah, yeah. Because in my mind, I think there is so much uh, trauma that I think I have to, in a way, heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, the inner pain is... Uh, so much and um yeah so I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how this is uh um your thoughts about that so i don't know and i don't i mean i don't know for any any one person i think for each of us there are different things that are going to feel right and make sense but i think when you're when you when any of us are so hard to articulate, but when we're simply in life and we're listening and I don't, we're not listening for anything. We're just uh, really another way of talking about leaning in is kind of listening. We're just here. We're like, anything's okay. I'll do what I need to do. I'll do what makes sense to do, but I'm not in my head thinking I know what I need to do. 
you know, so because there's some books on things or somebody else said that's what you have to do or, or we get scared and we think, oh, I must need the biggest, you know, support there is like that can kind of feel a little different and that can really come from ahead. And then we start running around doing a bunch of stuff. But what I want you to, to look toward is simply like just being in a place where anything that arises is okay. Whether, whether your mind calls it old trauma responses or anything, you can lean into those and you can see for yourself their safety and, and that they aren't as your mind tells you they are, you know, that they are okay to lean into and feel and swim around in and explore and that they move and change. And, and so, so play with that and lean into things and just, we kind of just want to stay in a way where we're open to anything that arises. And I have no doubt that as you're doing that, you will take next steps that make sense for you. Those might be the work you're doing. They might not. Uh, No one can really know that, but you. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sometimes I think that's, the hardest answer to hear. (laughs) So thanks for hearing it. Um, You know, of course, and I'm not putting this on you. I'm just saying uh, humans in general, we just want somebody to tell us what the right answer is and what we should do. And yet the answer is always that there is no universal right answer, but that we are life itself. We are wisdom itself. And we're constantly being shown when when we're just open to what's showing up for us. But of course, our head gets scared and just wants to pick a route and take that route, you know? So it's so much closer to home. And I, I know the more you feel, the more you're just going to be guided in a way that's perfect for you. Yeah, that's very good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Michael. Hi, Amy. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Just these last few days, and even before that, but it's become more acute um, since you've done this. So this is wonderful. But I've noticed how my mind gets attached to thinking I'm open to wanting to feel whatever arises mm-hmm. and has very strong opinions about what those feelings are that need to be felt. Mm-hmm. And I've just noticed these last, especially the last week or so, that noticing that there are actually feelings that I don't, that I do say no. So it's almost like a greater awareness, like, oh, but I'm saying no to boredom. I'm saying no to frustration. I'm saying no to kind of almost the, the mind, what I'm, my mind might call mundane feelings where I, you know, bring on the sadness or bring on the grief or bring on this, but Oh, boredom. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's just interesting to see like how my mind has just is taking this and saying, these are the feelings that you need to feel. That's so interesting. And so good to see. Yeah. Yeah. And just it's like, oh no, it, there's so much I'm still saying no to. And to, um, I don't know, I, I just feel like my awareness has opened up around, around that. So I just wanted to share that. That's awesome. Thank you. And I think that's really common. And I think it's a great exercise for all of us to, to just notice what's arising and practice leaning into that no matter what it is, because I think you're so not alone in that, you know, we're, we're, you know, even when it's joy and excitement, sometimes our 
spine shuts down those. It really does, like pretty often, really. So anything's okay. And it could be the thing, like our mind, yeah, will say like, ooh, sometimes it's more of a thing of like, oh, I'm going to really sit with this grief and I'm going to get it out of here, you know, but boredom, I don't have time for you. You're not a big deal, you know, but sometimes the boredom is what gets us more than anything or the minor frustrations or whatever. So yeah, that's cool to see. It's all the same. Well, thanks. Lisa. Yeah. Hi. So, you know, I was thinking I'm, I'm, um, I'm very into prayer and I'm thinking this sounds a lot like prayer for me. Like this is um, an opportunity, like, you know, as an Orthodox Jew, I try and pray three times a day and it really fits in with leaning in whatever's going on. Just like, and I don't need an answer. I just need to know that God is listening. Yeah. It. Like I just need to cry. Like just now I had a very rough day today. Really? Like I had like six, seven appointments all canceled when they say canceled. I mean, on the moment, not like, an hour before or 10 minutes before at the moment, like I was doing something and I changed everything around and then everybody just kept canceling on me. It was just like a crazy day. And it was a really hard day, you know, really, really hard day. But I was just praying and I was like crying and crying and crying. Cause I know God hears, I don't need an answer. I'm not looking for an answer. I just mm-hmm. need to get out my feelings and my thoughts and my, I just need to turn somewhere. And I only know God understands it. So for me, I feel like every, as you were talking, it was just like, it's just prayer. I think it's prayer. That's I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's a great way because that's something you're familiar with. You already, you, you know, you can tap right into that when you can and you, you, it feels, you feel the benefits of that. And it's like your way in, you know, that's perfect for you. Again, maybe not for someone else, but for you, that's like just the path of least resistance. And that's awesome. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Molly. Um, yeah, this, uh, course has been just so transformative. I mean, really, uh, the first day, I think the first, uh, written thing you posted, put up uh, on the screen and I, I was just, it hit me. I have been such a head case in terms of like studying, studying, you know, teachers, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I've been in the principles for 30 years. I've studied with everyone. It's just like, because, and it's kind of, it's very fear-based because I, I want to get it right, you know, not just for myself. So to help with depression and anxiety, but to help other people. But I, you know, I got to the point where all these voices are in my head of all these teachers. And it's just like, get out of my head, you know? Yeah. And I was trying to, you know, I have spent years and years trying to get the feeling, the feeling thing right. Uh, like um, sitting with my feelings, but it's, it feels like often wallowing and just kind of stuck. Also, though, there have been some brilliant instances. And it's and it feels like not me do, doing it, no doing, but this immediacy of having the feeling just erupt from a deep place that that is so uh, is so beyond me you know and 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 the the shift is is just vast and and immediate and I feel like yeah okay so that's maybe more my style I guess my my question is it's sort of a big question but you know I'm I'm very very much an empath in in that I feel so much stuff which can 
from my environment, from other people, and has become debilitating at times, specifically with um, sudden, severe physical uh, pain or, you know, conditions that just suddenly I have something scary. And what has helped is for to me for me to ask whoever I'm in proximity. You know, it's like I was I was accompanying for ballet, and I asked the teacher, or I said, you know, I my left hand is all numb. I'm I'm not giving you a baseline. He said, I have that all the time. I've had three surgeries, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm picking up <laughs> your thing, and it's dawned on me that. It's helpful for me to realize it's not my stuff, you know, or to even sort of inquire, oh, I'm getting it from over here. And so in a way, it's been progress for me to dismiss things, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that's not, you know, I don't need to spend any time on that. Yeah. And so, but that's in a way, as, soon, as I'm talking about it, I feel like it's a mental strategy. but. But the feeling, you know, the feeling of the sudden pain is is a part of it. And maybe I don't really need to know where it's coming from or or whether it's it's mine or not mine. That is just experience moving through. And maybe that would be a little more um, efficient. Well, what's interesting is in a, in a really big sense, none of it's ever our stuff. Right. Because we're all life. Like what, like, so what hurts is when you feel like a separate Molly, separate from everything, and then something is happening to you. Exactly. Whether it's your stuff or even someone else's stuff. It's like, oh, it's his, you know, but I, but I fully make sense why when you can kind of see, oh, not my stuff. I just felt like I took a deep breath when you said that because and really in the biggest sense, even when it's someone saying, I hate you, Molly, you did this and that to me. That's not your stuff either. Nothing is our stuff because only a mind turns everything into ours, and that's when we suffer. Yeah, I mean, I think that for much of my life, my solution is, you know, if I could find a, a lead room to keep myself in, so so that I'm not getting impacted by all this stuff. And earlier in this call, you said, you know, that we're sort of—I don't know what you said—but it was like you're swimming in all of life, it's, and we're not, we're not bound, we're not. You know, the the idea of being separate is just an illusion. And just like how much effort I've been putting into protecting myself, you know, protecting because of some mental idea that there's something to protect, you know. Yes. Or that that anything is going to hurt me, you know, even really heavy feelings. Like, it's really mind-blowing to kind of feel into them and feel really how benign or and not even benign it's just sort of neutral yeah you know? yeah when there's not the story about it even physical pain even emotional pain without that this is happening to me it just mm-hmm. is, it's just a different fluctuation of energy in a sense you know and i mean yeah. we're human so we're going to have the me identity when it's there and it's we're going to feel it but man i think I think what you're saying is really big it's like 
somewhere along a spectrum. Sometimes we feel mm-hmm. very tight and me and protective and all, and you know, all of that. And that's very painful, hard way to live. And then sometimes we're further along the spectrum where, that's why I love the word swimming. I love, I think of this as swimming because it's all just so fluid. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. and now this is here over here. Oh, and now over here, it's a different feeling. And there's not the tight me, you, this good, bad, all of that fades away a little bit. Yeah. You know, not too long ago, um, my dad died suddenly, and he had been fine, and, and it was a heart attack, and it was such a shock. And so my grief was was very intense, but I felt like it gave me a window into this very natural healing that that mind, big mind, does, because I was flooded with just memories, some of them really traumatic some of them so beautiful and it was it was very potent there was nothing I could do to stop it and I realized that wherever that's coming from this just constant rushing through my system of all this stuff it was so powerful I, I had to get out of the way and let it and just let it rip yeah. because it was going to anyway yeah and I felt the intelligence of, and, and the beauty and the kindness of that, even the really painful stuff. I wasn't digging for it. It was just, and it was rigorous, and yet it was so cleansing. And I realized, like, I don't have to do anything. This is, It's built in, that natural process. process. Yeah. Oh, that's not even the word. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. It knows what it's doing. Yes, it does. And sometimes when it's huge like that, it's easier. Like you said, we just snatch where it's so clear. It's like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. This is just life doing it. Kind of like what Michael said. And then some, when it's big or it, you know, it just, sometimes it feels like that. And then other times if it's just a numb hand or a little boredom or whatever, our mind gets so involved, but so it's all the same. Yeah. And I, I, I really, my mind is so blown by this course. In my writing group last night, I was writing about it, and um, I could feel the relief. I mean, and even my writing companions could feel the relief and what I, like, all these years of working it so hard. I'm like, and, and realizing how deeply I have fondness for just the ickiest stuff, you know? Yeah. Just, just the most, the stuff that I've always pushed away. Secretly, I love it. <laughs> and, and so it's like, there's this whole field of the world out there. And instead of picking and choosing to like, like that, don't like that. Like, you know, I'm like, sure, I still have preferences, but I'm so incredibly fond of just awful things. Because it's all, it's all, I, you know, it feels like it's all part of the oneness. And yeah. it's all kind of beautiful. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for this. It's just. Yeah. Major, major course. Love it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. All right. Thanks. Uh, Martin. Hi, Amy. Hi, Martin. How are you? Very nice. Very nice to have the chance to, to speak to you again. Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, I've been trying to keep up, you know, with the, the principles and... Um, what, what you've been talking about, and thank you very much for what you've been doing over the last three days. 
Um, but as you're talking about, you know, thinking and it's just thought, which I, which is one of the basic elements, but I guess I haven't totally grasped it, I think. Um, I've been helped hugely in general in managing, you know, my thoughts and uh, how they let me affect me or don't affect me. But it's the idea of saying, well, it's just thought, you know, it's not true. Well, I suppose objectively you could say, well, it might not be 100% true. If something is not 100% true, it's not true. It's a lie. But are there shades of truth? <laughs> I mean, can, I mean, are there elements of truth? I mean, I don't think you could just say, well, all of my thinking is total nonsense. I, I've, I've struggled with this. Can you clarify that a little? I mean, I... I don't think you have to say it's all total nonsense or that it's all true. Does that mean there are shades of truth? I mean, again, objectively, really, I don't know, because who's the keeper of truth? Like, who determines what's truth? I think to an individual, to a mind, there are shades of truth. But again, that's to a mind, and there are 8 billion of them, and they would all see different shades of truth. So how true is that? So, you know, it's like in our experience, of course, it feels like some is clearly nonsense. Some is solid fact for sure. And then there's all kinds of shades of truth. But then you have 8 billion minds making their own judgments on all of that too. And so I don't know what the answer is, but I think what's been helpful for me in that is like, well, I sure as heck don't know. What feels like a a solid shade of truth to me is going to not feel that way tomorrow or feels totally different to someone else. So it doesn't really make sense for me to put that much stock in it, especially when it's painful. (laughs) Right, Right, exactly. I think what I learned is basically, well, all right, maybe there's something in it, but forget it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Pretty much. That's perfect. I I love that. Yeah. Just forget it. Yeah. And um, yeah, don't think about it. Yeah. So, and the other thing, because I've been out of touch, I think you've been talking a lot, and uh, and the previous speaker mentioned it, you know, this idea of being separate is an illusion. I struggle with that a little bit too, I think. And I can understand that we as human beings, we're all, you know, under the effect of or subject to the three principles. That's universal. Um, so in that sense, we are all one. However. I think we all, I, I think when you say separate, that's, that, uh, or when, the, when you say there is no separation, that's a little misleading because each of us is also unique in our individual ways. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we're all one. Well, yes, we are all subject to these, these principles, but on the other hand, we are all totally distinct. So <laughs> there is no separation doesn't seem to be, Totally true. <laughs> well, I think it's just like your other question. We don't need to camp out at either end. I think everything in life is a paradox. And I think at different levels of seeing things, when we're, when we're in, in the head of the psychological being, for sure, we all look separate and we're very unique. And that looks as true as can be. And as you keep zooming out and backing up and seeing things in a bigger picture, I think it's just as true that we're not separate at all that only a thought separates us and gives these traits to us and all this uniqueness. And, and it's a total paradox. How can both be true? I don't know, but, but it just, that just seems like, again, to me, it's, I don't, I don't really struggle to try to figure that out because I think it's just way beyond the mind to figure out. 
And in that, there's maybe some freedom and like, hey, we're not going to, we're not going to figure this out. No one knows for sure. So it's all of it and none of it, maybe. Saying, well, the big takeaway is that we are all one. So we're all in this together, as it were. And it's not, and you know, everyone's sort of struggling in their own ways, perhaps. That's, yeah. That looks like the case to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Fine. Thank you very much, Amy. All right. Thanks, Martin. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. If anyone has, I'm going to go to the hands that are up, but if anyone has, um, like, is really struggling to feel, like, I, like all of your questions are excellent, but, but I just want to make sure that, that while we're kind of in the time that we look at this, if it's like, I don't know, if there's a question about how do I do that, or I don't think I know how to do that, or I'm not doing it right. Um, if you have your hand up, maybe just put, maybe just throw your name in the chat so I can go to you next. Um, otherwise, I'll just move around. Okay, Sherry, did you have your hand up? I don't know if you did, but we'll go to you, and then I'll go to some of the hands that are up. Oh, unless, Sherry, you were just saying you wanted to hear about that. <laughs> maybe you just want to hear about it. Um, Jackie, do you want to chat about that? Can you unmute yourself, Jackie? I'm back. Okay. How's that? Oh, Sherry. Okay. Yeah, no, I was thinking with everybody talking about, you know, oh, I like to feel this. I don't like to feel that. I I can't seem to determine um, how to go about that. Like how to... You know, when you say lean into it, I start leaning into it. And like this morning, I got nauseated. So I was like, oh, God, oh, God, I don't like this feeling. Oh, this sucks. And then I run to something else, you know. So yeah. how do you stay in it? Yeah, it's a, good, it's a great question. So first, you don't have to stay in it. I mean, you know, you might come in and out like, like, like you did, like, Ooh, this, I don't think I'm ready for this right now. And that's fine. And you can just revisit it if you, if you want to, so you don't have to stay in it. Um, but, but can you walk me through a little bit more? So you were feeling something, what were you feeling initially? Did it feel like nausea or did it feel like some emotional something that you wanted to feel? Well, I started thinking about it and going, okay, what is this? And so I said, okay, it's nausea. Where's it coming from? I had no idea. And I haven't been nauseous. I'm not a nauseous person most of the time. So I thought, well, this is really strange. Where's it coming from? And yeah. I don't know if it's that there's so many things, not so many things. There's a couple things going on. And knowing that I'm going to come to the class, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, am I doing this right? And then I think, well, maybe that made me nauseous because <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there going, I got to feel this. I got to feel that. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I laughed about it and then it went away. But I just thought, wow, that was kind of interesting because I couldn't put the pin on specifically what it was other than I was thinking about the class this afternoon and all of a sudden I got nauseous and it was like, well, that's weird. I'm not nauseous about the class. I'm excited about that. So where's this coming from? 
And then I started to spin because I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Yeah. I don't know. So, no, that's helpful. So first, we, we never have to know where it's coming from or even do know. Sometimes your mind might go there and then it'll give an answer to its own question because that's what minds like to do. Like it wants to figure everything out. There's nothing in it to figure out. So you certainly don't have to know where it's coming from. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to have a reason. So, so in that, you know, in, in what you're describing, I mean, I think what I might do is just lean into that. You feel the nausea, your mind might still be asking all those questions and that's totally fine. You can notice that that's happening, but I think, you know, maybe that's a good time when you, when your head starts spinning, trying to find everything out, it's a good time to just maybe just go more into the sensation, like breathe, just breathe and just say, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling this. It's like waves of energy are moving through me. Notice where you feel them. Notice, is it in your stomach? Is it moving around? Is it hot? Is it cold? Like kind of at that level, I think helps them, helps distract us a little or helps our mind quiet a little bit where our attention's not on in any way. And you're just really there in the moment. Okay. I, I just thought it was the strangest thing, you know, because I couldn't, my, as you said, my brain wanted to know what the heck is this? Yes. You know, especially because I wasn't really thinking about anything specific that was uncomfortable or, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah. I was just sitting there and then all of a sudden I go, oh, oh, my stomach's See, not feeling good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes two things on that, like sometimes I think those feelings are there. Like I do that. I feel that often or notice that often. If I especially if I'm kind of busy and things are going on and running around, whatever. And then I kind of just check in. I notice a feeling of um, maybe tension or nausea or something like that. And, and I, I actually just think that's feedback that's happening in our bodies a lot, but we don't ever just like go in and check it out. You know, we'd stay distracted in our mind and you could feel borderline nauseous for half the day and never even notice it if your mind is racing and you're kind of in your head. Everybody. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that maybe that's kind of what's going on. We check in and we've noticed something there that's probably there a lot. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say to what you said? I can't remember the other part. <laughs> um, there was something else. Maybe it'll come up. But yeah, I mean, I think just 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 that little checking in. Oh, just all the all the reasons and all the why. And I'm not thinking anything. That's a big thing people say. Well, I wasn't thinking anything to feel this way. Well, again, that when we say that, when it looks that way, it's kind of making the assumption that we know what's going on. Like we're aware of all of this and it's ridiculous. We're not aware of a teeny, teeny, tiny fraction of the thoughts and the energy and all that that's running through us. Not even a tiny bit, really. So it's not going to make sense. It's not going to be logical and your mind will hate that. And your mind will say, well, then forget it. I'm just not going to do this. And that's fine. That's what it's been doing our whole lives. But if we can set aside trying to make sense of it, it's, you're going to discover a lot. Yeah. I, I just, I was just surprised because as they say, I never feel that. But as you said, yeah. I probably do, but I don't check in on it and go, oh, how's my stomach feeling today? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Okay, let's go to Jackie. So I think I figured this out, although I haven't figured out how to use the camera yet. Okay, that's all right. We can hear you at least. Okay, I just I want to let you know that yesterday um, I did the um, 
you know, if I had a thought or um, a feeling, a sensation, I constantly did the, um, the yes thing. And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And right down to the point where in the afternoon, um, my dog went, you know, running out to, to greet Bertie when he came home. And I felt such joy. I said yes to the joy. So I was really into the yes thing. And I had a good day and I slept amazing last night. And this morning I woke up with raging, raging anxiety energy. And my day has, I, I can knock it out of my head. And I have tried so hard to do the yes thing, to sit. And I, you know, the, the last person that you talked to, mm-hmm. um, trying so hard and I cannot. I'm closed. You yeah. know, I, I just shut down and I would just like if you could, you know, maybe walk us through something that could help with that, just, you know, to, to relieve a little bit of it or. Yeah. So what I want to tell you is it's totally okay. Like sometimes that's how it is. Now mm-hmm. it's very common too that yesterday you had a great day and you were saying yes and feeling hopeful. It's extremely common that your mind doesn't like that. And I never want to paint the mind as an enemy or like a bad guy because it's really not. But it's like, whoa, what was that about? <laughs> like, like we weren't in charge for a little bit of time yesterday and we like being in charge. So we're coming right. back, you know? And then of course, there's sometimes more thinking like, yesterday was so great. And why do I feel this way today? Which just fuels everything. And I know that myself very well and that you're not alone in that at all. So it's not uncommon that a good day, a good day kind of, you know, is followed by a harder day sometimes. And in that, see, this is all so brand new. So I would really just see that, okay, if, if you can't feel your way into it today, it's okay. It's kind of, you know, we don't want to push it too much. Maybe it's just, you know, you just kind of have to be in it. But what I want you to know about today, however that feels now, don't put pressure on yourself to try to say yes or to try to feel it more. But just know that even if you feel like you can't, you can just notice the resistance. You can just notice the closeness and just let that be here. Like, okay, my mind says, no, we're not doing this today. Fine. I see you, mind. Thank you. Thanks for trying to protect me. So even even the closeness can get a thank you, can get a yes, can get a I see you, I appreciate what you're doing. Well, my what my mind is telling me is that closeness um, is dangerous, and something bad's going to happen. Um, it I don't know. It, it's just this crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And what if that just isn't true? I know it's not true. That's what's killing me. My awareness, I am so aware these days of so many things. I don't, that's what kills me about this struggle. My awareness, I know that's not going to happen. And my mind just steps in and just closes me. Yeah. And I get stuck in it. You can't be stuck. I know it feels, I know it feels like you're stuck in it. But look, yeah. you, you felt stuck a lot leading up to now. And then yesterday you were saying yes and felt some new stuff. Okay. Like there's, there's no real stuckness. That's also kind of the mind just saying, oh, you might as well hang out here with me because you're stuck. Just 
everything is so fluid and everything is so safe uh-huh. and you know that that it's not true and so that's just something to kind of lean into like oh look at this story and that's the thing too i think those stories like it's it's not safe and what are you doing and you know better and you know you're aware and you shouldn't be doing this all of yeah. that like we can just kind of lean in a little bit to that too like okay i hear the stories but anything that's showing up is truly okay. And I, you know. Okay. Yeah. Just keep. I, you know, just hearing and, you say that and listening to the chat people um, gives me courage. My mind is telling me wrong, but, you know, I'm yeah. just going to keep doing what I'm doing. You're doing amazing, really. And don't, and for everyone, I know it's so tempting, especially when you, when you felt kind of good and free yesterday a little bit, we'd want to push it, you know, we kind of just want to, but just be loving and patient with yourself and, and really appreciate that resistance because it is just a scared mind that honestly thinks it's helping you. So that I think is so powerful to say, okay, mind, I see you. I see that you're scared. I see that you want to shut down. But, and, and thank you for doing that for me, but we're going to just hang out here. You know, I mean, it, there's no enemy in any of this. So I think the more you can bring that, it, the better. Okay. Thank you for the, the help. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Jackie. Let me go. I just want to go to, um, I think one or two slides that I had for today to just touch on something just for people who are going to need to drop off as we get to the top of the hour. And then if there are still some hands up, I'm happy to, to go over like we've been and take a few questions. Um, but I do want to just touch on this and just to kind of leave you with some of this, if this is kind of near the, the end of the road. Um, so I want to just mention that, you know, the old, not, not that this is, bad or old or outdated or wrong in any way, but kind of what, what for me anyway, it was like the old self-help way is you're feeling insecure in some way, or you're feeling some pain or discomfort and, and your mind, and maybe you get right on board with this. And this looks like the, the good thing to do is to try to talk yourself up like, Oh, you're fine. Why do you feel this way? That's just thought or it'll move or, you know, there's no reason to feel this way. And there's all that talking that happens, all that trying to kind of cheer up, all that cheerleader stuff sometimes shows up and and it's okay when that happens. Um, I, you know, early on in like learning about this, I was kind of taught to do that. <laughs> and I don't think we need, there's an alternative that I'm going to talk to. We don't need to cheer or lead ourselves up, but it's okay if your mind goes there. Um, or you're feeling worried and you try to think of all the ways that it's going to be okay. You know, you're upset about something or you're worried and you just try to talk it, talk yourself out of it. Now, again, that's fine. I noticed this morning, thinking about sharing this with you, I noticed my mind doing that this morning. So it doesn't just stop. It might do that at times. No big deal. But I want to paint a picture or open, open this door anyway for the opposite because it is something that I have found incredibly powerful. And that is that when you have feel like you have the ability or when you when you can go there, like rather than talking ourselves out of how we feel and cheering ourselves up, leaning, as we've been saying, right into what's there and letting it kind of power you up like that Mario mushroom. So sometimes really going into like, what if this is true? What if this bad thing does happen? What's gonna happen? Or 
you know, if I just heard someone the other day saying like, my big fear is that I'm awkward and people don't like me. And, and she was holding this, like you could feel the tension, like, oh my God, it'd be so, I can't, that can't be true. I can't be awkward and people can't not like me. And, and there's so much, like someone mentioned earlier, so much to protect. When we're afraid of being awkward and people not liking us, oh my gosh, your life is tiny. You're avoiding people. You're, you're reading the looks on everybody's faces. You're like, what are they thinking? How is it going? You just, before long, you just don't even go anywhere because you just become afraid of pee. I mean, it, it just spirals when we have to protect that. But what if you had this, this concern? I'm awkward and people don't like me. And we said, yeah, that's, I'm sure that's true. I mean, come on, we're all awkward at Times And there are people that don't like us. <laughs> that, that is the truth of life. Every single one of us experiences almost every quality you can imagine. Every one of us has been awkward. Every one of us has been disliked or even hated by someone. When we can kind of say, yeah, that's, I can feel that. I don't love it. I wish it wasn't true. But I want to lean into even that, even that. So I told you a lot of my emotional stuff lately is around real estate. And we had a, we're stumbling our way through this and on a very steep learning curve. And, and I feel like I'm leaning on a lot of people and I haven't felt that way in a while because I've been in my career for a while. It's kind of easy at this point. So this is like a brand new venture where I'm messing up and asking for help and asking for special treatment and for people to teach me things. And it's, there's a lot in that. And, and I, was feeling just the physical effects of it the other day. And then I was talking with someone and I just kind of jokingly, it was a very light conversation. I was feeling kind of open-hearted and just just easy and light about things. And I said to them like, oh yeah, our, our people, our lenders and agents and all these people, like we're the difficult ones. I think we're like the hard, we're the difficult people to work with. And I kind of laughed and I recognized how much that released just to say that like, yeah. And then I went and was, I was all excited about it. Went until I'm like, you know what? Like we we drive these people crazy. Like we're the hard ones to work with. No, they they don't want to put up with this. And me and my, we could like laugh about it. And it just, and I felt like just the weight release. So it's not like I've been walking around consciously holding on to that, thinking it, but sometimes to say this stuff that we're afraid to be true, that we're afraid to say and to feel it and to say, you know what? Hey, maybe they are all talking behind our backs saying, oh, don't work with those people. Like they're, they're a handful. You know what? If that's the case, I can feel that. It's going to hurt for as long as it hurts. So I'm going to feel whatever we feel and stories are going to come up and worries are going to come up. And it just feels so good to move into that rather than push it and try to protect from it. So I just, I just want to throw that out. It feels a little advanced. It's not advanced, but you know, it's really like diving into kind of the, the hardest things. But oh my gosh, when you feel ready, there is so much power in that. So, so I just kind of summed it up here. Like being okay in any feeling equals, if this isn't obvious, being okay in any circumstance because the only reason we would ever avoid a person or a circumstance or anything in life is because of the feeling we don't want to feel. There's nothing wrong with any circumstance or 100% neutral. We just say, I don't want this thing to happen because we don't want to feel something. So think about this, you know, like when, when we know we can feel anything that's arising, your life gets really big. 
you just do things and try things and fail and succeed when you feel all that. And it, it's just amazing what opens up. And then this quote that I just love from Jay Krishnamurti, here's my secret. I don't mind what happens. You know, it's a, it's a classic quote, but I mean, think about that. I don't mind what happens. There is no bigger freedom than I don't mind what happens. Not that I don't, have my preferences, but I'm okay in anything that shows up. Yeah, Jackie, Jackie says, when I go to the dentist, I tell them their problem patient is there. I know. I mean, that's the thing, right? But, but I mean, it probably is a release for you to just even say that and name it and claim it rather than like, oh no, and then I should be this way. And yeah. Okay. So, um, All right, so let me go to some more questions. And again, I I just, if people do have to drop off, I'll stay on for a little bit and we can chat more about this. But just in case you do have to leave, I just want to really thank you again for being here and letting me share this. And I feel like we just are starting to scratch the surface of what's possible here. I hope that just something is opened up of like, wow, this is simple and this is possible and we can live a life. And like I always say, I mean, if we live 1%, 5% more open to feeling, your life is going to change. Like you are going to feel the effects of that. I, for me, I always put it in terms of an open heart. Sometimes it just feels tight and sometimes it just feels open. And when my heart is open 2% more, everything looks different. Everything looks different. Deals can fall apart. Good things happen. Bad things happen. It's all, it's all seen through an open heart and it's so different. And that's, that's what this is really about. Um, so thank you for being here. And, and if, you, if you do want more, you know where to find me, I hope. We're going to send all the videos. You can watch all of these, these replays back. Um, there's you know, an amazing program and community that you could be part of where we're doing this with each other all the time. There's I have a coach training where we're teaching each other. I'm teaching you how to do this with other people and with yourself if you want to do this in a much bigger way. So you'll, you'll see all kinds of information about that, but just know that there's a lot more, like we're just scratching the surface and it's, can't think of a better thing to, to devote our energy to because it just changes so, so much. Okay, um, let me see the hands. Rosanna. You have to unmute yourself if you can. You hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay, so my situation is... Um, I think about uh, a lot of uh, the problems in the middle of the night. You know, it wakes me up in t- in times of stress, in times of worry, in times where I have health issues, <clears throat> diagnosis, uh, prognosis, you know, and my loved ones have health issues or, or anything that is worrying me. So yeah, I'm yeah. one to wake up in the middle of the night. And uh, so all those thoughts come to me. It's not one, it's not two or three, it's 10, right? Or more. And they are all there. Some I can say, okay, there's nothing to do about this one. I have no control over this one. Others, 
there are four or five things I could do. So I start thinking about those things. And then I start saying to myself, okay, what's the feelings? And I lean into the feelings and the feelings are of sadness and uh, fear of the future, of what could happen, of what can happen. And it's really, really, really um, <clears throat> weakening for me. And the first thing, uh, well, not the first thing, after an hour or two hours of being there without sleep, and I have to get up at a certain time to work, I start to feel hungry. And then I find myself going to the kitchen to get a snack and, you know, prepare some tea, have some ordeal or some, uh, some ritual, I would say, mm-hmm. have some ritual to, to distract from those feelings that I've been feeling for an hour or two that cannot go any longer or I won't be able to get up tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. so I end up giving, giving in to having, you know, a walk in the house. Uh, and um, coming up with some tea and and whatever crackers or something to distract what's going on, and it really helps. It yeah. is like a, a wonderful remedy. So I end up in that loop all the time, and I don't know what else to do. I am leaning on the feelings, and still they don't pass. How many hours am I going to be there? One, yeah. two, three. Yeah. Here's what I suggest. It, um, I, I'm curious, and I want you to just be curious about this. When you say you're leaning into the feelings and it feels like all this sadness and then it's weakening you and you're, and you're getting a lot of, of value in distracting from it, I, I'm curious what that is. And don't, you don't have to answer me. I just want you to be curious about it too. When you're leaning into the feelings, Feelings. I wonder if that's leaning in with a yes and a curiosity and a noticing just where it is in your body and a knowing that thoughts aren't true or whether it's leaning into the scary, sad stories. Because what you're describing sounds like it's the latter. If it's weakening you and then it's like, this is horrible and now you're milking it and now you have to distract, that would make perfect sense if you're like, oh yeah, this horrible thing might happen and if that's how it's going. But that's not really what, we're, what we want to look at. We're looking at before the story, like the, the pieces of it, the essential energy of it, noticing how it feels, like breathing into it, seeing the stories as stories. That's a very different thing. Okay, and uh, try to continue to feel it and say yes to that feeling, right? Yes, yes, but not yes to the story that says something bad's going to happen and not no to the story. I mean, it's just a story, but but it's not about believing something or going into, you know, or being like, oh, I'm so sad. It's just, you want to go in curious. That is a key here. Curious and dumb. In my courses, I talk a lot about being dumb and I know it's not a, not a word that we think is a good thing in the most of the world. But when we're dumb about the feeling, I just mean like, we're just exploring it. Like you're just a scientist exploring this. Like, what is this? There's some energy, there's some pictures, there's a story of what might happen. It's very, very different than, oh no, this horrible thing could happen to someone I love. It's like just bare like curiosity. 
Yeah, sounds like I have been thinking those thoughts and feeling those feelings for so long. There is no more curiosity because I know where they yes, exactly they are. So exactly, how can, how can I go with curiosity if I know I've been feeling them for so long? How to how to cut that loop? You know. Well, you just realize that you don't know, and you just be curious. You think you know, your mind tells you that it knows and it knows how it's going to go and what's going to happen. And you just, your mind, it's just what a mind does. A mind thinks it knows everything, but you, you know better. You're the one here, you know, open to something new. So you can see, okay, my mind thinks it knows everything, but let me just pretend like I've never felt this before and experiment with it. So I could and should lean in on it in the middle of the night even because many times I say no I don't want to think about this let me go get my distraction and then I go back to bed and you know in less than half an hour I'm done and I'm sleeping and next day I can work and all that but if I that's fine yeah no this is you, you don't have to make a big production out of this and it is totally okay when that's what feels right but it then becomes a, it, it's been a habit of mine to have that meal and it's not a good habit to have meals in the middle of the night. And that doesn't bring me any health, health, you know? Yeah. But getting hard on yourself about that and saying, I'm not going to do this anymore isn't going to help either. That's only going to make you want it more. So you just do the best you can. That's all we're doing. You just, I just want you to experiment with it. Try it tonight and email me tomorrow and let me know. Just, okay. just, just experiment with being really dumb and really curious and just noticing the energy and noticing the stories. And when, you're ha- when you've had enough, you've had enough. And if that means you go get a snack and go to sleep, fine. But you okay. just, just experiment. Okay, thank you, Amy. All right, thank you. Kathleen. Well, I wanted to tell you, Amy, that I had this realization yesterday, and it was at, oh, about after our, after the class we had. I write this desire frame. I write like a fear and desire frame every morning to see like what's here and a sensation frame too. But anyway, but I realized like my desire frame was about like I desired something whether I said like that everything will be okay if this doesn't work, that I'll be okay no matter what happens. But it was really decided like I didn't want to feel and this like I decided not to feel the uncomfortable feelings I was having. Well that was just something I noticed. But it was helpful today too that you brought up like not leaning not leaning into acceptance, you know, and realizing as people were talking today like yeah, I'm afraid to feel it because I'm afraid I'll be it. You know, I'll become like worse nightmare or something like that. But yeah. it, but the way you said it later was like, it's leaning into the feeling and being curious and dumb about it. It's not about, you know, really going into a scary place, say, but it's, it's like, oh, what is this feeling? You know, yes, without exactly. having all the, attachments to this is bad this is going to happen right yeah that's awesome that's a great distinction yes it's like what is this that's a great kind of kind of attitude in a sense that's perfect yeah yeah and also i guess i was kind of surprised at the desire stuff but i I remember once i had a desire you know i was going to say i want to be connected to myself and then i realized no i don't because i don't want to feel this 
so, you know, like, yeah. I always thought like that was a good desire to be connected yeah. to oneself, you know, but then it was like, not really, not always, you know. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, Lorraine. Hello. Good Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for, for this and for communicating something that's so simple yet so difficult to articulate and get across to people. I think it's amazing. Um, my question turns to what this looks like for children. So as an adult, I've been trying it and trying it on calls as well and seeing the benefits in you know, just bringing curiosity to the feelings that come up. But it seems to me that with children, we naturally try to protect them from everything. So when they're feeling sad, we aim to take that sadness away or anger or distraction often comes in or many different things that we, that we try to do with them. So my question is around that. Of it feels like we're undoing things that maybe we could have already been doing from when we were children. But that feels a lot more yeah I've got a lot of questions around that of how that would look like with with children when they're having these emotions so you mean like how how we can be with children when they're feeling big emotions yeah and how if this is such a powerful thing for us to now be learning as adults how can um we bring it so much closer to them and for them to be more able to be in touch with these feelings rather than you know go and grab the teddy bear or yeah, have some sweets and put something on to try and ignore that, you know, that my friend just was cruel to me or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think you're totally right that it's the adults and it's the adults who have the discomfort with feeling much more than the children. And then we go try to pacify the children and we innocently teach them that feelings are scary. So a hundred percent, but, but what we can all do as adults is just keep seeing that feelings aren't scary. And as we lean into stuff more and more, we just will very naturally try to pacify our children less and less. You know, we'll just say, hey, cry. It's okay. You can feel that. You can feel afraid rather than rushing in and trying to make everything okay so they don't feel afraid. I think that's one of the most important things that we can teach children is that is to just feel what's arising and that it's not scary. But it's also nearly impossible to teach that when we're afraid of feeling. So it has to start with us. They already have it. They're already naturally not that afraid. And so we teach them to be afraid, you know, so it kind of starts with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so just in the interest of time, I am skipping around a little bit, by the way, in the, um, in the questions. Let me go to um, Kareen. Hi, Amy. Hi. Um, I'm trying to work out how to do my video thing. Right. Um, so, um, thank you so much for these classes. They've been absolutely brilliant. Um, I've so I've so enjoyed them. Um, oh, there, there. Right. Um, sorry, I've got a dog who jumps on me. Okay. So, uh, yes, I really, really appreciated them, and um. And I've been listening to your podcasts and watching your videos for years without connecting. So this is quite a thrill for me to... <laughs> well, good to meet you. Uh, to chat to you and you. Thank you. Um, so 
last night I had quite a, so this is my question. Last night I was in quite a dark place. Um, and I can um, illustrate that by, I thought there's only three solutions here. I either have to escape from my life somehow, you know, get a plane to the other side of the world or, um, or be put into some kind of mental institution or die. That, those are the only solutions to the problems in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I've been with this, with, with this understanding with three Ps four or five years mm-hmm. and it's been transformational because um, I had uh, anxiety all my life and I don't now. So I absolutely see the value in this. Um, and, and so when I was going through this last night, I kept saying to myself, well, this will change. This isn't going to last forever. Um, You'll probably wake up tomorrow and it'll be fine. Um, But while I was in that state, uh, I was fighting that, resisting it. No, no, it won't get better. This is it forever. Um, My life's, you know, rubbish and and it will get even worse. And then I woke up this morning fine and I've had a really happy day. So my question is, when I'm in the middle of that thought storm, which can sometimes go on for hours. Like my eyes were puffy last night. From yeah. Those are crying. I guess my question is, how do I convince myself that it's going to pass? But I think I know the answer, which is I can't convince myself, but it will pass. That sounds true. <laughs> I don't know how you'd convince yourself. And I don't think you have to convince yourself. Even the feeling of this won't pass is is a safe feeling and it's going to pass and might not be your favorite feeling, but, but see, I think, I think it's, um, we don't need to like find a way to be okay with like the hardest of times. You know, like you said last night, you saw three options, you know, you were, and you probably knew it even in the moment. I am not seeing clearly when there's three options and there are three crappy options, you're not seeing clearly. So, you know, the best we can do there, there is sometimes is just say, Hey, this is just heavy and things look horrible. And then that's it. But you know, they will pass and look at the difference from today to yesterday. And just that awareness and just that leaning in when we can, even if you couldn't last night, leaning into what shows up today and tomorrow, it all, it all builds, it all grows. And then, and then even when the really hard times, then it'll occur to you, it'd be more likely to occur to you in those hard times, but you can't force it, you know? No, no, absolutely not. Because I, I, I have my little devil in my head that argues against this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, and, the, uh, and just one last thing. The, um, so I've picked up from lots of different 3P practitioners, sort of particular lines that, or thoughts that, that occur to me, uh, appeal to me. So with Mavis Khan, I once saw um, a video of her saying, we don't have to go out into nature. We are nature. As humans, we are nature. I was like, oh my goodness, that's true. And the thing that you've said that has resonated so much with me and helped me so much over the years is that, uh, so when I was experiencing my debilitating anxiety I listened to one of your podcasts or a video or something and you described say anxiety in my case as energy passing through and I thought yeah yeah that's exactly what it is mind blown that was that, <laughs> that was amazing amazing that's insights awesome. so, yeah thank good you. Yeah. Thank you. Good to talk with you. Yeah. It's hard to be afraid of energy. You know, it's easy to be afraid of anxiety. It's easy to be afraid of something bad's going to happen. It's very hard to be afraid of energy. (laughs) When we, when we seek out energy in life, we love energy. We are energy, you know? So 
uh, I can see how that's helpful. And because energy is, is an active thing, it, it's always on the move. So it's not going to hang around. Exactly. It so that was so can't. helpful. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, let's see. Julie. Hi, Amy. Hi, Julie. How are you? Uh, well, apart from laid up with a fractured femur. Um, Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, my question is about, it, it feels true to me that you need some kind of space and time to, to actually feel the feeling. Um, particularly, for instance, if you're, um, you know, in, interaction with somebody else. I mean, I, I have quite a lot of fairly tense interactions with my husband where I can't see how I would start to f- just feel that feeling when everything's quite sort of tense and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give any... Can you feel, point? yeah, can you feel, um, like say you're heading into an interaction or it's escalating or whatever, can you feel it turn tense yeah and you can feel can you feel you know like maybe you feel just your body turn tense or your mind kind of gets more narrow or you're you know you feel that feel so feel that yeah you notice when that's happening and all all you have to do you don't have to do anything but even just even just feeling that like oh look at thank you my my mind's coming in to shut to say i'm right and he's wrong and all this is happening like you just can get kind of even notice that that's going to just turn you to being aware of what's happening. And then in all kinds of other ways, it's, it's kind of just builds that muscle. Okay. How can you be present to that and the interaction at the same time? I don't think you have to worry about that. You just notice what you notice. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be present to the interaction or, and you don't have to be fully present to the feeling, you know, you're just kind of, we're just kind of having like that that wide vision where we're just curious about what's arising. So if I'm just like, hey, I don't know, I'm new here. What's I'm just swimming through life. Like, oh, wow, look at that look on his face. Ooh, look at how my stomach just got tight. Oh, look at that memory that came up. Look at this judgment. It's kind of like that. You're just noticing what's arising. Cool. Yeah, keep practicing that. It'll get easier. Awesome, thanks. Um, Desiree. Uh, thank you, Amy. Um, I was just, for, I have two thoughts. It, this reminds me a lot of um, like doing a, a meditation or a body scan where you like go through different parts of your body and you're just noticing what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I don't know. I guess I know asking what's true or not is already a whole big thing. I'm, this whole course is it true that it's similar to that? Yeah, um, um, it might be. That makes uh, sense. I mean, I think a body scan is just a tool we use sometimes. Yes. You know, it's a way of doing what we're talking about. Yeah, you're right. It is yeah. a tool. And then uh, I had a very interesting experience because I, I I wasn't able to come on yesterday because I had a doctor's appointment, but. So I come on today and I hear you talking in the beginning and I notice I'm getting really angry. 
I'm frustrated. And I'm like, oh my God, there's all of this talk about feeling and not feeling. Can't we do an exercise like a body scan or something? But not all of this in my head. I'm being so honest here. I was like, this is all convoluted. Talk, talk, talk. And the next thought, which was like, I really want to go and eat this particular candy bar. (laughs) And I just had eaten lunch. And I had decided I wasn't going to do that today. So I decided not to do this. And I also stayed with this whole thing, listening to more people, what you said. And then I realized like 20 minutes later, I really don't want that candy bar. I have no desire at all. It was like as if my mind also opened up, opened up to whatever was being said, because I'm not angry anymore. I see more of the purpose of the whole thing. and. Yeah, I think I just went through what you're talking about. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And look, you didn't even do anything, really. It's not like you yeah. said, oh, I'm going to feel this anger. Right. It, it just kind of came to your awareness. You saw yeah. the candy bar thought, you felt all this. You just yeah. hung out in it. You didn't rush away and slam right. the computer shut. You just hung out in it and then it changed. You're right. I totally didn't do anything about it and it did change. So Oh my God, I am very grateful because that was a very good experience. And the next last question I have, I know there's other people who are dying to ask you questions, so I will get off very quick. I have signed up for that other course, which starts in February, the six-week course. Yeah. Will that go deeper and deeper into all of this stuff we're talking about? Totally, totally. Right. It will be this on steroids. We will go into this a lot. Yeah. All right. Good then. Okay. Yep. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Chevron, I think I said your name wrong. Yeah, I probably am saying it wrong today too. So I apologize. Hi. Hi. Yeah, my name is like Chevron Gas Station. Chevron. Okay. Okay. Great. But you did great. Mm-hmm. I have only two, three small questions. I think Desiree started the conversation. I wanted to ask you, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of words that I'm going to make them my mantras. But uh, I was wondering, do you have any routines that you can have a appointment with self to work on it? And like, uh, you know, people do meditation. Is there any routines you can say, okay, 10 minutes a day, I'll practice this so that when I need it, I have, I know how to do it. Is there yeah. any I mean, you can do anything that feels good to you. To me, I don't, I'm not a very like fan of rules and routines, but I do regularly sort of just, especially if I feel discomfort, if that registers with me, I've gotten into the habit, I think, of just kind of like what we went through yesterday of just kind of checking in. And first of all, more than anything, just moving into my body. And so just mm-hmm. feeling like, where is it? Where do I feel it physically? Um, and then noticing the thoughts and things that come up. And that can, you know, that can be, 30 seconds, it could be 10 minutes, it could be an hour. But but I think that might be helpful to just kind of have that on your radar. Like next time you feel some discomfort, just practice that sort of tuning in. And each of us will find our own nuances around it of how it feels feels right. Great, thank you. And my next question is, um, if I want to be a coach, I'm an engineer, but I've done, uh, you know, I'm very open to this. Do you have to be a health coach? Uh, do you have to have some other degrees? 
or your coaching helps people to become a good coach? Yeah, there's no uh, no background necessary, really. I mean, people come from, when I train coaches, they come from all kinds of backgrounds, engineering to healthcare. Some are in psychology already, but we really just explore this, like how a mind works, who we are beyond our mind, this oneness. I mean, we really, we look a lot at habits and anxiety and how they're all about this resistance. And you come away with any background, you come away really being able to just sit with a person in this way and and walk them through what's showing up. So yeah, no background necessary. Great. And are you the person who teaches or somebody else? It's all me. Yep. Great. We do. I do have other. We have. I have other professionals like my colleagues will come in and do webinars and little trainings. But I. I lead the training. Great. Uh, I want to thank you so much, and you're a real influence on people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, um, Tanya. Hi, Amy. Thank Hi. you. Um. I don't know if I have a question. Just, I'm really getting a sense. Sorry, am I echoing badly? No, no, it's okay. Oh, sounds not great not over great. here. No. Okay. Okay. Um, um, I'm getting a sense that, for me anyways, I have been making this so much more complicated than I need to. Yeah. Um, like... And I don't want to make light of other people's situations or experiences that can be so, so painful. Um, but are, is it just part of the mind's job to make things complicated? Like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. What are you noticing? Like, how is your mind complicating it? Well, I'm just listening to, to everyone speak and... Like I can sort of, I'm seeing that their minds are complicating things. Um, and yeah, my mind is, my mind complicates it in asking why, where is this coming from? What's going on? Like, I want to know more about the feeling, mm -hmm. um, the emotions, but like you were saying a little while ago, there's so much going on behind the scenes that we just have no idea. So it really makes no sense for me to try and figure that out because that's just useless. Like I may never, ever know what this emotion is, where it's coming from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. I mean, I think that it's one of the things that just take so much off so much weight off of us you know it's like it is such a mystery we're only only even aware of like it's like 50 bits of information to every like 11 billion bits of information that we take in you know like we don't know anything but our mind talks as if it knows absolutely everything so i think just to be in that mystery of life can be so freeing and your mind will never stop talking that way, but you, you get used to just not listening to it so much, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I, like, I like details. I like knowing I like, like, give me yeah. a list of how to one to 10, like people want, how do we do this? Like, but I, yeah, I just, I'm getting a sense for how just, I really do 
make this whole understanding just more complicated than I need to. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely not alone in that. Yeah. It's really just stepping back and just not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and look at kids, you know, again, kids just flow through things and it's not because they know steps. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you think you everyone's been great? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, Okay. Carolyn, then we'll wrap it up for today. Thanks, Amy. Um, I think I've, I've, I've described myself in the last few minutes as, as somebody who's, who's in the prior to your step (laughs) reaching. Um, and, and I give you, um, hard examples. I had one of those, um, one of those gut, gut kicks, um, two, three years, weeks ago. And I mean, I lit, it was from a, excuse me, it was from a a very long-term 25 or so year friendship. And I just felt so sabotaged and I sat on the side of the bed and I just sobbed. And, but there was something that came over me that said, I can't do my typical victim. Why me? Oh my God reaction. Um, I, I need to pull back from all of this flood of emotions and realize that I run the risk of giving away this friendship, of losing this friendship if I can't figure out how to sort out my feelings. I'm probably going to start crying right now. I can just feel it. Um, and And shortly after that, I had a couple of more disappointment things from friends and i and i tended to just say another gut kick you know mm-hmm. um and and but they didn't carry the same weight so i'm still carrying this full package of three people that are friends of mine <laughs> that 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 i don't want to give up and part of it was when i say i'm i'm prior to where you are is that at least in stopping that one time and saying, I am not going to do my typical total flame out. I am not going to be total victim. I am, I am, I started thinking about their side of it. Hmm. I started thinking about the meaning of the friendships to me. Yeah. Um, so it was this broadening the base of what the situation was. And also, I have learned enough to say there isn't a goddamn time clock on this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they yeah. don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and when you were saying that the, the, the closed heart, the closed heart to me as well is is resentment. Yeah. Again, that why me? That that you're doing this to me. Right. Bullshit. They're not doing it to me. Right. It's something that they needed to do. Yes. I needed to accept. So it's just, it's broadened what I'm looking at. That's amazing. 
That's huge. I love that. It's huge. And that's exactly what happened. I know. I know it doesn't. (laughs) I know, but oh my gosh. Just by noticing that tendency to go into this big, horrible story, right? And just all you did was just see. I mean, you didn't even do it. It just, there's something in you was like, uh uh-uh. Uh, I'm not going to just fall into this hole. I'm going to stay out here and just stay a little open. And look, before you know it, their side pops up and this pops up and that possibility pops up. That is exactly how it goes. That's what I mean when I say like our world gets bigger when we aren't, when we don't just, you know, shut down and say, nope, they're wrong and I'm out of here. It's huge. One of the things that I real, I'm, I'm, I'm soon being 83. And one of the things that has been a very conscious effort on my part is building these real strong, and they're, they've been there all the time, but I'm really, my, I'm really um, um, gardening my, my, my girlfriend companions. I'm single mm-hmm. and, and, and just nurturing these people. And, mm-hmm. and that was a big piece of this was saying, I don't want to give these up. Yeah. You know, and again, that wasn't any part of what happened to me. It was it was by being being able to step back and take some of the emotion out of it. And I think that's that's always been a thing with me is that, you know, I pop off. I the 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 trigger and I my term is the triggers um, are victimhood and and, you know, deep passion and all that kind of crap. And it was like. How much can I not deny it, but step back from it? Yeah. When we pop off like that, I mean, it's sort of another word of saying, we, another way of saying we just like shut down, like we're right. This is how it is. I'm done, I, you know? And so yeah. what you're describing is an opening, is a yes. Like, okay, this is here. I'm not denying it. But, but what else is there? Yes. There must be another way. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Appreciate your sharing. I think it adds so much. Um, I know that it adds so much for people. So um, yeah. So again, thank you so much for being here. Really grateful and just reach out if I can do anything else for you at any time. Okay. Thanks everyone. Thank you. The spring 2023 Little School of Big Change class begins today, February 6th. 95% of LSBC grads say that what they learned in this course put them on the path to lasting change. We're so confident that LSBC will help the way it has helped so many others that we offer a money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Enrollment closes on Thursday, February 9th at midnight Eastern Time. So head over to thelittleschoolwithbigchange.com to enroll now. It's going to be an amazing six full weeks of insights and lasting change for all of us.